there is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved, to feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now, if you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer, rise. Hi beloveds and welcome back to Beautifully Empowered. I am so friggin excited about doing this podcast today. It is Scorpio season, as you know. Ooh, Halloween. (laughs) And as a Scorpio moon, I can tell you now that I love all things Scorpio. It's that kind of motto of all black everything. Yeah, let's dive into it. So today I'm going to go into Scorpio energy just in general. I'm going to talk a bit about personality astrology in terms of the superficial levels of astrology within personality. So that's a Scorpio sun. Um, I'm going to go into the deeper aspects of the Scorpio personality, which is um, the esoteric perspective. As a Scorpio moon, this is definitely going to come from a much deeper place than it would do if I was a Scorpio sun. I will talk about the difference between being a Scorpio sun and a Scorpio moon also. I'm going to talk about the various levels of Scorpio energy and how it shows up in people's lives. If you have any Scorpio in your birth chart, you're going to so love this podcast. Like, if you're a Scorpio sun, a Scorpio rising, a Scorpio Venus, because I think like the sun, moon and Venus is like so integral, but so is the rising sign. But also if your north node is in Scorpio, I think that's important as well. Um, the lessons to be learned in this in this life, or even if you just have a Scorpio friend or a Scorpio partner or a Scorpio child, you know, if you, you have a look at the birth charts of those around you, you may find, oh, my best friend is a Scorpio moon and this podcast really resonates. So Yeah, I'm also going to talk about a lot more. I'm going to talk about how a Scorpio can evolve as well. And this is really related to the various levels of Scorpio energy because Scorpio does get a really bad name. Scorpio really does have a really bad name within astrology. Like, especially if if you're coming from the personality astrology perspective, I think Scorpio gets a lot of flack and so does Gemini. I think Gemini and Scorpio are similar, but obviously completely different. Um, and also possibly Capricorn, the sign of the devil, and somewhat Aries, but I don't think as much with Aries. Um, I'm going to go very deep with this podcast, so I can't imagine it being less than an hour and a half. I'm going to go really deep with this just because I'm going to enjoy doing it, and if I enjoy doing it, then I'm not going to stop. A lot of this has come from research that I've that I've done, but it's also mixed in with my own personal lens actually coming from the fact that my moon sign is in Scorpio and I resonate with everything Scorpio. I was watching a vi- really funny video the other day and the bi- they were talking about Scorpio energy and the beginning of the video, the guy that was doing a video, he was absolutely laughing his head off before he even got into like the first sentence. He was just like, this is going to be so funny. He was just like, you know, Scorpios, let's just stop there, Scorpio. <laughs> and it's just like, I could talk about Scorpio energy all day. Um, Scorpio season is my favorite season 
I am biased as a Scorpio moon. This is coming from my lens. Let's talk about Scorpio. Scorpio is a water sign. Water sign being Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio. And water to do with emotion, energy and motion. So these are individuals, Scorpio being one of those water signs, that are very emotional individuals. Emotional in the sense that so are fire signs as well. Um, I think like Aries is like very emotional, but it's in a different way. I think with with fire signs, it's more an action orientated, whereas, you know, water signs are very sensitive. They're very intuitive. Scorpio being, I would say, the most intuitive of the three water signs. I think Pisces is also very intuitive. Pisces is connected to the unconscious collective, whereas Scorpio, it's very self-protective, so it is about self. Scorpio is ruled by both Pluto and Mars. Mars being a very, very hot planet, very action-oriented planet, orientated planet. It's the same planet that rules over Aries, so Aries would be the masculine side of Mars, and Scorpio being the feminine side of Mars. Scorpio is an introverted feminine yin sign. So you, you'll know that a lot of Scorpio males will be very in touch with their feminine energy. I think sometimes when it shows up in the lowest, lower consciousness of Scorpio, it can be very, um, a part of themselves that is very, that they've not integrated. Same with Pisces men as well, that that, that feminine energy is there. Oh, so much so that sometimes um, people can be afraid of that. Scorpios are the type of people that will walk into a room and completely feel the energy. There's a subtext there. And these are the kind of people that will say what everybody is thinking, but are afraid to say. These are like the inappropriate people at the dinner table. Like I said this in a few podcasts ago, and I'm sure I've said it about a million times because I'm one of those individuals that just constantly repeats itself. It's a thing. One of my exes said to me that if he could think about a word that describes me, he said it would be inappropriate. (laughs) There's so many different reasons, but he was an Aries son anyway, Pisces me, and so I'm sure he understood me. But Scorpios are those that are comfortable in the underworld. Osiris was the one that ruled the underworld and he was married to Isis, queen of heaven. So there's that polarity there. Scorpios are individuals that are so comfortable in the underworld of the psyche, that is, that these people can be very misunderstood in the same way as Gemini, but it is very different. In that when you are somebody that is comfortable in the underworld of the psyche, you've got to see how that shows up in interpersonal relationships. You will never take surface level relationships for what they are. You know, there are people in this world, you know, maybe it's a Pisces thing or a Libra thing where it's like, la-di-da, where you take people at surface level. Absolutely not. Scorpios are obsessed with what is hidden. They are obsessed with the dark. They are very secretive people and so they're they're obsessed with secrets. And, you know, if you want to tell a secret to a Scorpio, you can be sure that that if they they love you, they're going to keep that secret. And they expect that same of you as well. And in, in relation to secrets they are the kind of people that will dabble in the occult and the occult also just meaning hidden doesn't mean that it's evil evil backwards is love so let's not even go there but it's also connected to psychology and because most people from a scorpio moon perspective don't understand their own inner darkness with their own psyche people can feel very threatened by scorpios um I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. We are in Scorpio season. 
and what is around the corner is Halloween. And Halloween is the celebration of, at least on the exoteric level, of all that is hidden, the goblins and the demons and the monsters and the serial killers and horror and darkness and death. And what do we wear to celebrate Halloween season? We wear masks. Now, this is associated with the hidden depth of the psyche. When we are expected to wear social masks, we are covering the true self. We are accepting the persona as the core integral self and abandoning the hidden parts of ourselves that we refuse to look at within the hidden depth of the psyche. Therefore, in Hall- at Halloween, those demons that we hide from that are within ourselves, you know, because the devil is an aspect of your own mind and your own psyche, they come out to play, you know? So you're going to see in Halloween season that masks and goblins and demons and psychology and, you know, take the film Halloween, for example, that is a perfect example of Scorpio energy because Scorpios want to see what is behind your mask. In fact, they're annoyed at social masks to the point where they will be the type of people to be like, I'm not convinced by this bullshit. And they will literally tear the mask off your face. These are the type of people that are like, they understand human nature and they want to understand or they do understand why people do what they do. The why is important here. And this is what people misunderstand about Scorpio suns and Scorpio moons. I'm not coming from a Scorpio sun perspective because I'm a Cancer sun. So there is some similarity there, but I'm a Scorpio moon. And they want to know why people are doing something. They are the people that will walk into a room and feel the energy of the room straight straight away. You know, again, this is to do with emotion. And so they're picking up on that subtext. They're picking up on people's feelings and people's emotions and what people are not saying. So it's not like an air sign where it's, you know, you walk into a room and everything's very social and everything's very kind of surface level in comparison to what how a water sign receives love and gives love. And so they see that. They don't only see it, well, how they see it is they feel it really, but Scorpios are extremely intuitive. I would say the most intuitive of the zodiac signs, but again, this is biased because I'm a Scorpio moon. But I also think Pisces is extremely intuitive, especially if it's at the moon level. Because when you're looking at the water signs, both Cancer and Scorpio have the shell that protects their inner softness. Pisces doesn't have that. Pisces is literally like a slippery fish and if you try and catch it it's just going to slip out of your hands because it's mutable energy so the minute you try and catch it it's just going to run away from you it's not fixed like Scorpio and so the old war signs are very 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 intuitive very uh, very sensitive um there are various levels of Scorpio energy so the lower nature of human the human experience as a Scorpio would be the Scorpion, which is the actual sign of Scorpio Scorpio energy, but it does you do often see with, with Scorpio energy that there are three symbols there and the Scorpion, the Eagle, and the Phoenix. So the lower nature of Scorpio energy, the Scorpion, is very, very venomous, very, very vindictive, very, very controlling to the controlling to the point where it can cross over to abuse. Um, if they're not able to alchemize their own inner pain, very, very dark and quite sinister. Now, I'm not saying that if you haven't alchemized your pain, you're this dark, sinister person, but there is a, there is a sting. There is an absolute sting, a venomous sting to 
a scorpion that is not able to alchemize how deep they feel. You know, when somebody feels so incredibly deeply, you know, it's the abyss of the ocean, you know, cancer would be the surface levels, surface level of the ocean, you know, you'll, you'll typically find a cancer that'll just start crying over nothing, you know, Scorpio, if it's a Scorpio sun, maybe not so much, they won't show that to people, but hidden behind the scenes, yeah, the eagle Scorpio is the kind of middle way of somebody that inner stands that yes, I do sting myself before I sting other people, therefore I'm abusing myself and I'm almost crossing over the line of abusing somebody else if I'm not aware of my own power. Key word when it comes to Scorpio is power and control. Power. So the eagle, it flies, it has wings. It's not this earthly bound creature that just goes around stinging everything. Um, and it's secretive and it, and it hides in the dark. This is a bird that flies so everybody can see the bird. It has wings, you can see it. And it does still stalk you. <laughs> think about you on Netflix, the stalker. I'm going to get into that later, but I have a lot, a lot to say about that. But it, and the eagle watches its prey and then it swoops down, takes its prey and it goes back up. So the stinger almost is still there because it's observing its prey, but it's able to swiftly go back into the air and take a bigger perspective. Like, I don't want to sting you. I can sting you when I want to. Like I did that podcast um, with Dr. Yahia on esoteric astrology where she was mentioning, you know, with my Scorpio moon that that stinger's there and you can use it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the ability to use it. But you choose when and how to use it with the awareness of the consequences if you choose to use it. And that's the nature of human will, that a free, a free will. And then the third symbol of Scorpio is, of course, I'm sure many of you know this, is the phoenix. This is somebody that has that has been able to alchemize their pain. With Scorpios, they feel so incredibly deeply that certain things that might not hurt somebody else emotionally might really wound a Scorpio. They'll go through like really intense relationships and really intense break breakups and go through that cycle of death and re rebirth. And they'll feel a lot of emotional trauma from that, possibly to the point where they won't go and get into relationships again because of that fear of intimacy, because of how much they give, but also because of that giving, they expect to get others to give back. And so ultimately, there is a taking in that lower nature of Scorpio. And the alchemical process with the Phoenix Scorpio is somebody that is able to take their experience of pain and death and, 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 and trauma and deep, deep, deep suffering in inner standing, not only your own, only your own suffering, but the suffering of somebody else and those around you. And the fact that we merge with that suffering in relationships and, you know, it's being able to be like, okay, I can be, I don't need to cling on to, I'm a fixed sign. I don't need to cling on to this person. I can just allow a bit of letting go and release because there is a resistance to let go with, with Scorpio being a fixed sign. And just to be able to be like, okay, I need to, for the sake of my own soul, for the sake of evolution, for myself and ultimately for others, I need to actually learn to alchemize, to transmute, which is just a way of saying, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. Now, I need to observe that my childhood has affected me. My trauma has affected me. My relationships with my family members, specifically pertaining to mother and father or caregivers or caregiver, has affected me. 
My psyche has been affected by what I've been exposed to. Do I have power and control over myself? That is the question. And one, the phoenix is the one that burns unto itself. It's a phoenix, of course it burns. And it dies and it's reborn. The planets that rule over Scorpio is Mars and Pluto. Mars being this hot planet of action, which also rules over Aries. Very similar sign, but also very different. And Pluto, the planet of transformation, the planet of death, the planet of destruction. So of course, with Scorpio individuals, when you have Mars and Pluto ruling over you as an energy, especially if it's a Scorpio moon, that is a lot of intense energy. And that's why people say, I don't like Scorpios, they're way too intense, you know. But again, yeah, it's, 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 it's not wanting to accept that which is at the surface level. I've had a lot of Scorpio sun and Scorpio moon friends. Definitely with the Scorpio suns, they are very intense with their personality. So that like outwardly into things that are of like death. And like I had one Scorpio friend, I can't remember a moon sign. Um, and she was just like, she had a snake in a bedroom. The snake got lost in a bedroom. It was really funny. She couldn't find a snake for weeks. And I think it like it got into a wall or something. I don't even know how that even that happened. But um, and she'd have like little statues of things that resemble death where... I think with, with Scorpio moons, it's much more hidden and it's much more emotional than it is about the personality and, 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 and how that's reflected. So, yeah, fucking Scorpio, some people are, to me, more outwardly more scary than Scorpio moons. Scorpio moon is, uh, it's much more hidden and it's, it's at the lunar level. So there is that emotional need for a very, very type of intense depth. There's a reason why Scorpio comes after Libra and why Sagittarius comes after Scorpio. Um, but at the, at the sun level, I think Scorpio would be a bit more... I think superficial can be a bit of a strong word because I don't think that is the right word that I'm looking for. But just for the sake, for the lack of a better word, I'm going to say that Scorpio as a sun sign is a bit more superficial in comparison to a Scorpio moon. So, for example, if you're a Aquarius, sorry, if you're a Pisces on an Aquarius moon, you're going to be far much more of an Aquarius than somebody who is a... Aquarius, Sun, Pisces, Moon, if that makes sense. I think the Moon sign is much more important. And I think that's why you get people that are of various, like, you know, um, Sun signs that are apparently incompatible. Like, for example, um, you know, my last relationship, my, you know, my ex was an Aries Sun and I'm a Cancer Sun. And yes, we're both cardinal signs, but ultimately a lot of astrologists would say, well, that's really incompatible. Look at the moon sign and my ex's moon sign was a Pisces and mine's a Scorpio. And it's not just the sun and the moon you're looking at. You really look at, for me, I personally look at um, the moon, Venus and Mars because they're all act you know, they're all interacting with each other in various ways. And it gets to a point where the sun sign's just really irrelevant because once you get past the personality, you know that people are complex anyway. And, you know, you're never really just looking at someone's sun sign and going, oh, I don't want a relationship with you because you're a Gemini. You know, you, you, you want to just get on with people because you get on with them and just use astrology to kind of help you understand people a bit more. Um, so Libra is the scales, right? It's about balance. After Libra comes Scorpio, which is a completely different energy. 
it's like Scorpio is not about balance. <laughs> Scorpio can learn from Libra to be a bit more balanced, but it is about intensity. There's nothing balanced about being intense. So we've gone from having that masculine air sign to then going into a feminine water sign of intensity. And then we go into a fire sign, a masculine fire sign of Sagittarius, which is is all about look and it's bubbly and it's kind of lighthearted and it's similar to Aries in a way that it's kind of like la-di-da. <laughs> so it's going from air, water to fire. And then obviously after Sagittarius, it's going to be Capricorn, so it's earth, isn't it? So air, water, fire, earth. So it's going from masculine, feminine, masculine, feminine. Scorpio is all about power and control. It's similar to Capricorn, the sign of the devil. <laughs> Um, but I think it's intensified in Scorpio because it deals with the darkness of the psyche. And I think that is to a lot of people very frightening, especially when it's, you know, when it's mixed with like emotional intensity. Scorpio is also associated with the occult. So like I said before, that which is hidden, it doesn't necessarily mean evil. You, you People have a unaware a lot of people are unaware of how their own psyche works so they're actually giving their power away unconsciously to others that do understand how the psyche works um there is a fear as well for scorpios of being hurt so you know they're not they're not naive people which i think this is how different the water signs are pisces i would say is definitely the most naive and then cancer and the scorpio is just not naive at all but i think like you know with pluto the planet of destruction ruling over over Scorpio, it's that after the destruction, then what happens? They rise. You know, it's not just about the cycle of death and re and death. It's not just a cycle of death, 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 death. Halloween, death, death, death. Well, where's the rebirth? What comes? What season comes after Scorpio? Death. We have Sagittarius, which is like. I can breathe again. Sagittarius just wants to travel and to explore and be happy and can't stay still. It's a mutable sign. We've just gone from Scorpio being a fixed sign. It's like, no, 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 no. You ain't keeping me here in this fucking poisonous relationship. I'm spreading my wings. If you know anyone that's got like heavy Sag energy, like especially if it's a Sag moon, these people cannot keep still. It's kind of like you go into a fucking doctor's office and they'll, get, and they'll say you've got ADHD, you know? It's just like, no, I'm a mutable fucking sign and I can't keep still. Yeah, but... Maybe it's a thing, I don't know. But not many people can actually handle Scorpio, sun and moon energy. And it's that, it's the, um, you know, they have, they have that flack of being the most disliked, like I said, like with Geminis. And um, it's very understandable why people, mis, you know, mis, misunderstand a lot of the signs. Um, and I think, again, it's just about understanding people, isn't it? You know, Scorpio is the eighth sign and it's that kind of symbol where it's biting its own, the snake where it's biting its own tail, like the symbol of never ending story on the book. Um, the you know just destru destruction and rebirth. Sorry, and it they Scorpios only allow like a very few people. That, like I would say, very 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 few people to get close to them. Like one of my sisters, I've got two sisters that are Scorpios, and they're just not people that have a lot of friends at all. One sister is a Scorpio Sun Leo Moon, and the other sister is a Scorpio Sun and a Sag Moon, and you know one of them has a very very close friend, but you never see these two two people with like loads of people around them it's just not a thing and Scorpios have known in the past they are very 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 choosy people um Scorpios don't tend to trust very easily um I think sometimes when you're that emotionally deep and you've been hurt before it can take years to really trust somebody I think if you are in a relationship with somebody that's a Scorpio it may take them years for you to actually unravel 
them I and mean, it's not because they don't love you but it's because they're they're, they're scared of intimacy and, and the fact that as much as they give you you can at any point take that away from them by leaving the relationship and that's where Scorpios do need to learn to trust and let go you can't lie to a Scorpio because they can fucking see right through you you know like how like I don't know when somebody's been like passively lying to me or it's like at a lunar level you can intuit whether whether somebody's being deceitful to you and Scorpios might not say it especially if it's Scorpio moon possibly if it's Scorpio sun they might but they know oh they know they're like the investigators of, of the of the zodiac um when Scorpios go through like really intense breakups and relationships they are the cycle of life life and death Pluto um being the planet of death and destruction and when it's a lower level of a Scorpio, they can tend to get into relationships and the relationship might end very quickly because they've gone through that cycle, gone through that process of life and death in that relationship. And they're using that experience to heal themselves unconsciously. They don't realise what they're doing. And they need that thrill. They need that drama and that intensity to feel like they've died and come back to life again once that relationship's you know once they've healed that and they continue to do that over and over and over again um until they learn until they learn that this process of life and death is not necessarily to to do with your relationships externally but to do with the energy that is is consuming you within you um scorpios are very all or nothing people like it's a it's a very different energy to libra um, I, I personally struggle with Libra energy. I believe that if there is an energy that's showing up in your life and you don't have that in your birth chart, then consciously learn from that individual of how to integrate that energy into your own life. And so sometimes when I'm being really intense or when I can see, look, you're just not being balanced and you're not alchemizing this energy at all and you're more moving toward the, the shadowy, um, destructive side of Scorpio energy that's when I think to myself right I'm gonna work with Libra energy and that's at the lunar level as a Cancer sun I can tell you what energy I work with I work with Capricorn energy which is the complementary opposite of my personality which is Cancer and if I'm being way too emotional or like way too motherly and not practical and not in my earth energy I think about Capricorn energy and I, I integrate that into my life and it really works it really 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 works um, I remember Dr Yahir was saying in that podcast I did on esoteric astrology that she was saying that your moon sign take that energy and give that to yourself and give others the opposite of that which makes a lot of sense because if you're a Scorpio moon you're giving people an incredible amount of love and really that's where the power can get lost because really you should be giving that to yourself and then let that flow out you know so Scorpios are very sensual people as well and this is what <laughs> the shadow side to this on the lower nature of uh Scorpio is that they can be very sexual um as opposed to being sensual and taking that sensual energy and just creating with it and there's nothing wrong with with sex that's not at all I would never you know say that sex in and of itself is a bad thing it's just when you are somebody that feels so deeply it makes more sense to be aware of who you're having sex with why you're doing it 
enjoy the process in, in however you choose to use your sexual en- sexual energy. But if you know that you're going through the cycle of death and rebirth with every relationship you go, you're getting into, that is a lot of energy that you're wasting. <laughs> so yeah, Scorpios have zero time for superficial relationships. They see beyond the surface that they're never going to accept the surface level of shallow talk or talking about the weather for the sake of it, or just like, how are you today? Like, da-da-da-da-da-da. It's like, they're very hypersexual, very hypersensitive, very hyper-aware. Scorpios remind me of fucking cats, like a black cat sat, at the win- sat on the windowsill, observing the world, watching people go by, watching parents take the kids to school, and they're just like, watching and watching. Because that's what Scorpios do, they watch. Um, Scorpio is a very self-protective sign. You know, they have that hard shell, just like cancer. It's the deepest wall of emotion. And once you get past that shell, you get to the ego, you know, the shell of the ego personality. You get to that, you know, that love and that that compassion, which most people don't really see that with Scorpios or cancers as much as they do Pisces. Pisces is very self-sacrificial. And I think people with a lot of Pisces energy have to be so aware that other people can see their compassion and it can be exploited. Pisces is a very different energy. They're very, very soft, egoless because they don't have that shell. It's a fish that you, you try and hold it and it'll slip out of your hands. It's a mutable sign. Whereas Cancer's cardinal and Scorpio's fixed. And so Pisces representing the e- egoless, egoless personality representing cosmic consciousness or uh, the conscious collective, unconscious collective. Um, Scorpios just don't let people get too close to them. Like even family members, you know, especially again the moon in scorpio the alchemical transmutation is scorpio energy just reading from the book the library of esoterica on astrology it says scorpios are the alchemist the scorpio born have the faculty of utilizing to good advantage many things considered useless to others and this quality added to their strength of will and determination usually usually results in success associated with death and transformation perfectly worded there um you know we learn from painful relationships so that we don't have to repeat them there is a fear of intimacy that scorpios deal with and they can come across as very aloof individuals they're not aloof scorpios are not just like walking around going i'm going to sting you i'm going to purpose to get into this relationship to get into the cycle of death and rebirth a lot of these scorpio individuals are actually not aware of what's actually happening within them and they're going to continue to go through it until they learn. So the lower nature of Scorpio, they, they, they want that thrill of relationships. They're repeating that experience of that, con- that, loop, that consciousness, that loop consciousness of death and rebirth, like I said, until they learn. So as a Scorpio, me myself, like I'm obsessed with Jungian psychology. It's so typical, isn't it, that, you know, Scorpio energy is associated with psychology. And like as a child, I was obsessed with programs like CSI, Law and Order, um, and, and specifically psychological thrillers. I just wanted to know why people did what they did. And I was never, um, I've never been, no, at the time I wasn't someone to simply just judge someone. I wanted to know why. Or let me rephrase that. Maybe I was somebody that judged people, but it was more of a case of, yeah, 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 this is that person. But at the same time, why do they do that though? Why do people not ask those questions? Because the why in anything is so important. Why we're doing something, not just that person gave me some money. Why are they doing it? Are they using it to control you or to manipulate you? Why do people do what they do? That is ultimately my question. 
why am I here? What is this for? You know, Pluto and Mars are basically transition and change. Pluto wants to fuck shit up. <laughs> Not so much as Uranus though. You know, Scorpio is a fixed sign such as Taurus, Aquarius and Leo. And when they decide to do something, they stick with it. That You know, Leos are so fucking passionate and they stick with it. Just like Taurus, they're grounded, they, they stick with it. And Aquarius, they stick with it. They stick with those ideas. Um, it's different to Pisces, Virgo, Gemini and Sagittarius, which is mutable energy, which is constantly changing. It's hard to stay in the same place, you know, like fucking Scorpios are very, very powerful people. That's it. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. I'm looking I'm thinking about the film The Notebook. Um that to me is it's got Scorpio written all over it. My God. Look at both of both of the actors' birth charts. Okay. So you've got what's her name again? Rachel McAdams. So she's a Scorpio son. Yes, she's a Gemini moon, but she's got a Venus in Scorpio, she's got a Uranus in Scorpio. And then if you look at Ryan Reynolds birth chart it's ridiculously dominant in scorpio energy so he's a scorpio sun scorpio moon mars in scorpio north node in scorpio um what else was in scorpio i think his mercury is in scorpio as well and if you look if you watch this film just notice this this happens with the film miracle on 50 43rd street i think it was called where in every single scene there is green and red in every single scene. Like, I don't know how people don't pick that up. It's a Christmas film. They did it with Home Alone as well. Like every single scene, you see green and red together because it associates the mind with Christmas. But anyway, so in almost every single scene, there is a lot of red clothing, red surroundings. Watch the film again and you'll notice it. Red is quite clearly associated with the planet Mars, which is a hot, fiery planet. <laughs> and it rules over Aries and Scorpio. Um, there is an intense, intense emotional attraction, um, enduring, like Ryan Reynolds was like, he was so persistent to the point of obnoxious and that is Scorpio energy. Like when we want something, we don't stop until we get it. And it can come across as like obsessive. It's just very, very, very passionate, uh, similar to Leo, but nowhere near as intense because when you're throwing Mars in there, yeah, that's way intense. Um, as opposed to the sun, which rules over Leo. And yes, the sun is all-consuming and glorious and it's, you know, the life giver. Yeah, there is a difference between a fucking sun and, you know, you know Mars, but yeah. Um, looking at other films as well that are very scorpionic, V for Vendetta, you know, the masks of social, the masks of society, the masks of society and the unveiling of those masks and exposing things and burning down the parliament, which is the... Uh, esoteric uh, portrayal of alchemy, you know, the fire, the craft, cruel intentions. The, the lead actors of, of the, the notebook are, you know, Scorpio dominant, which is very interesting. Scorpios are very observant. Like like I said, they're like a fucking cat. Um, they'll study you. Like, Scorpios, I always feel like, like I'm no, realising a lot of Scorpio people in my life, they like to study you and that is how you know they like you if if a scorpio is if a scorpio includes you in their life i can tell you now they see something incredibly valuable in you that they may want for themselves 
And that's the lower nature of Scorpio, that they see something that they want and they'll use that to use you to get it. Whereas the eagle and the phoenix Scorpio, the higher levels of consciousness with this energy, they will see your value. They will appreciate you. Yes, they will want to get close to you because it's like, how do I become more powerful by having people that are powerful around me? Let's share in this glory. Let's share in let's be a power couple whether that's as a as a friend or like a lover or whatever it's power it, it, it's and then we share in that power but it doesn't want to take from you um it, it's just so interesting scorpios cannot stand lies and betrayal that's just like a given like lies and betrayal lies masks social masks can you please just take the mask off betrayal yeah well i'm a very loyal individual because i'm a fixed sign just like taurus and just like leo and you've betrayed me and now you've taken something from me and I, I just don't, I don't feel like I can give more now. Yeah, Scorpio is, it's a very, very, very interesting energy. Again, I'm going to read from the Library of Esoteric, Library of Esoteric on Astrology. They've done a great book on the tarot and I really want to buy it. It says, as the eighth sign of the Zodiac, Scorpio represents the integration of individuals into larger groups. Following Libra, the sign of partnerships, Scorpio's function is to widen the social circle by breaking through individual egos. Remember, Libra is, Libra is surface level, which is ego. Scorpio follows and wants to break that ego. So we're going from a masculine air sign, which is Venus, Libra, into a feminine yin water sign with the planets Mars and Pluto, which is Scorpio. Libra might stay in a relationship, for example, with somebody that they may, you know, may consider superficially um, appealing. So a partner with a nice house, a car, status and money, and they might sacrifice that emotional connection. Scorpio will do the opposite. They'll sacrifice the money and the status and the car because they don't give a shit about social norms and, and what's accepted as successful. Um, Scorpio can see in the dark <laughs> because Scorpios can see in the dark. You know, it's like they see what others don't. And it's just, that's just it. Scorpio see what others don't. Um, they're the observers of the Zodiac. So one of my favorite songs by Focus the Truth, it's called Freedom of Thought. <laughs> and the lyrics are, protect my energy from my enemies and my friends too. Because they could hurt, because they could cause so much pain and they still don't know what they do. Read your actions, I put glasses on my third eye. I hate working if there isn't a purpose. This is my freedom of thought. You're trying to steal my light, but I can see in the dark. You want me to ride the waves while I'll swim with the sharks. I just do what I want. My goodness, it sounds so different when I'm like poetically reading, right? You know, poetically speaking it. My goodness, I love this MC. Couldn't find his birth chart, but I definitely feel there's got to be Scorpio energy somewhere there. And that's just it. Like, y you want me to ride the wave? I'm going to go to the deep depth of the ocean and ride with the sharks, my love. You know, because everybody else is afraid of the sharks. No, I want to get, I want to get connected with the sharks. You know, it's like, take me deeper than where you're expecting me to go. You know, for example, Pisces wants to merge because it's the collective unconscious. Scorpio is self-protective. And this shows up in my friendship <laughs> with somebody that is a Sagittarius son. I fucking love Sagittarius energy, like, but it's difficult, not gonna lie. My Saturn is in Sagittarius, so it's all right, I like to fuck shit up. <laughs> but my friend and I, we were at an event <laughs> about a week ago, and it was so funny, 
because like I'm so self-protective so if I want to do something I'm going to do it because I want it not because somebody else wants me to do it and we were at this spiritual event and everyone was doing less, like this spiritual event and without question everyone just joined in and I was just like no I'm just gonna sit over here and I was sat with who somebody that I knew was a Scorpio sun and a Gemini moon and we were just sat away from everybody else letting everybody else get involved and my Sagittarius sun Pisces moon friend was just like I really want to get involved (laughs) and I was just like that's just so expected your little mutable Sag sun with a fucking Pisces moon and a Sag Venus and it was so funny because I was just like that that is just perfectly what like a Pisces moon would do like Pisces wants to merge with everybody else like there's no ego there whereas with me I'm so self-protective that even in a simple little activity I'll just be like wait 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 wait, no you're forcing me to let go of my self-protection and I'm not willing I'm not ready to do that yet and this same individual what do they say to me now they love they said to me they love going clubbing because they like to merge with everybody And I was like, that is such a Pisces thing to say. You love to merge with everybody because it's the unconscious collective. It's merging, which is a completely different energy to Scorpio. A Scorpio does want to merge. Let's not get this fucking twisted. But they want to merge with one person. Whereas Mr. Pisces, the lover of the Zodiac, the charmer of the Zodiac, wants to merge with pretty much fucking everyone. (laughs) So looking at the higher nature of Scorpio, you know, wisely for the sake of evolution, somebody on the higher, higher, you know, someone operating within the higher consciousness of Scorpio will use the proper, will use properly the experience of loss, death and release. So that secretive nature of Scorpio, of not trusting anybody, which I've said this as a Scorpio before, that I'm not, I'm not a very trusting person. Somebody has to really open up to me and tell me something really deep about themselves before I learn to trust them, you know. It's learning to trust. It's realising that everything changes. You're a fixed sign and you don't want to change. But it's not... We, You know, a Scorpio shouldn't want to possess those that they love. You don't want to control them, but to be in control of yourself. To not have power over others, but to stand unashamedly... To stand unashamed in your power... I think Scorpios can be very, very interesting people. They can be smotherers. (laughs) Similar to, um, you you know, nobody wants to be smothered. And that, to a Scorpio, they think that you are enjoying it when you're just not. Stop smothering me, basically. You know, because it feels like death to people. Um, But because they're operating on that that conscious level of death and rebirth anyway... Why would you not feel like you want to experience death in love? They do. So that suffocating and all-consuming, similar to cancer, which is more of a motherly type of suffocating, which is not as intense. You don't want to smother people because a Scorpio does need to learn to let go. It's a fixed sign. It's a passionate sign, just like Leo, which is also a fixed sign, like I said. But Leo's different in that it's a fire sign. You know, Leo demands loyalty and admiration and like literally compliments over and over and over and over again my mother's a leo son she's exhausting (laughs) um and you know scorpio is different in the fact that scorpio demands respect scorpio cannot tolerate disrespect and as a scorpio moon i totally agree because like in my life the key thing for me is respect 
to a point where somebody I know recently said that I talk about it over and over and over again and I'm like yeah because I demand it and that might be my Leo rising as well and my Leo Mars it possibly is to be fair so Scorpios need to learn to if they you know if they if they if they're choosing to evolve it's it's learning to let go of the past to allow old hurts to be as they are you cannot change the past you'll never ever be able to change the past therefore let go you know if those past relationships that hurt you easier said than done forgive and let go you know passionate lovers you know you're the sensual sensual people so use that energy for your gifts to create rather than to create the cycle of death and rebirth in your relationships or with people and until that lesson's learned learn of ultimately individuals might just say it stay at the lower con there's nothing wrong with ultimately staying at that lower level of consciousness we live in on this planet where there's people you know experiencing various levels of consciousness obviously um but scorpio is a yin sign and scorpios need to be learn to be a bit more receptive it is a feminine introverted sign it's funny the hanging tail on the sim the symbol because the symbol itself looks looks a lot like the symbol of virgo um except you've got the the tail at the uh, at the end, end of the symbol which represents the venomous pedipalp of the scorpio scorpios are very self-controlled like it's like a volcano ready to erupt like look at how intense scorpios are when you look at them look at the eyes 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 it's like they want to possess you it's so funny i think that must be a mars thing like just throwing that out there that because I, I think like aries are similar as well like i've got a cancer sun friend who's an aries moon and her eyes are so striking and i'm like yeah that must be a mars energy thing for sure i'm just reading from the secret teachings of all ages here the scorpion is a symbol of both wisdom and self-destruction it was called by the egyptians the creature accursed the time of year when the sun entered the sign of scorpio marked the begin beginning of the rulership of typhon when the 12 signs of the zodiac were used to represent the 12 apostles although the reverse is true the scorpion was assigned to judas iscariot the betrayer the scorpion stings with its tail and for this reason it's been called a backbiter a false and deceitful thing calmet in his dictionary of the bible declares a scorpion to be to be a fit emblem of the wicked and the symbol of persecution the dry winds of egypt are said to be produced by typhon who imparts to the sand the blistering heat of the infernal world and the sting of the scorpion this insect was also the symbol of the spinal fire which according to the egyptian mysteries destroyed man when it was permitted to gather at the base of the spine which is the tail of the scorpion the red star antares i think in the back of the celestial scorpion was considered the worst light in the heavens <laughs> kalb al akrab or the heat of the scorpion was called by the ancients the lieutenant or deputy of mars antares was believed to impair the eyesight often causing blindness if it rose if it rose over the horizon when a child was born this may refer again to the sandstorms which was capable of blinding unwary travelers the scorpion was also the symbol of wisdom for the fire which it controlled was capable of illuminating as well as consuming initiating into the greater mysteries among the pagans was said to take place only in the sign of scorpion 
In the Book of the Dead, the deceased likened his soul to a scorpion, saying, I am a swallow. I am that scorpion, the daughter of Ra. Elizabeth Goldsmith, in her treatise on sex symbolism, states that the scorpion wears a symbol of Selk, the Egyptian goddess of writing, and also were revered by the Babylonians and the Syrians as guardians of the gateway of the sun. Seven scorpions were said to have accomplished Isis when she searched for the remains of Osiris scattered by Set. This is really beautiful. I'm reading this from like, oh, I don't know how many times I talk about this book. It's actually a joke. I'm not getting paid to promote this book, I promise you. Womb Awakening, like I need to stop reading from this book, but it's just so good. Um, again, talking about, because obviously Scorpio is a water sign, um, which also does represent, you know, the womb element of water. Um, it's a receptive sign. Um, and it's also to do with surrender. It's a feminine quality to be a water sign. You know, all water signs are feminine yin signs. This is a deep compassion and, and kind, deep compassion and kindness in the womb water element. It merges the fluid movement of pure Shakti, which is feminine energy, with infinitely embracing love. From this element, the ar archetypes of the ladies of the lake were birthed. Those gentle waters received the woes of all those warriors who seek refuge. They are the healing waters, the fountain of life. Everything is bathed and rebirthed here. And this is the thing. Water is to do with emotional healing. Everything that I've ever done on this podcast has literally been to assist others in coming back to their own power and to heal emotional trauma, basically, um, which is also a part of my own journey. This element holds the key of shimmering, living light, feminine light, held in the liquid black light of primordial love. All life began in water and our individual lives begin in the waters of our mother's womb. Our bodies are made up of 70% water and water holds the resonance of feeling. It's a pure vessel of our soul essence. In this element, you begin to embody the feminine Christ. Miracles and synchronicities become a normal way of life and you find yourself living in a pristine feminine, wisdom, feminine dimension of love. Old wounded, old wounded trauma patterns drop away, healed by the balm of forgiveness and innocence. People become magnetically drawn to you, not for advice or help, but simply to bathe in the beauty of your presence. Your physical body becomes a temple for spirit and you are illuminated by a soft glow and you can transmit regenerated waters of love. You start dropping out of the mental realms of thoughts and ideas and diving deeper into the realms of feelings, symbols, dreams, and interconnectivity, and interconnectivity. That's all Scorpio, Pisces, and um, Cancer energy, totally there. You become a soul reader, and you can feel everything inside a person, even things that they are unable to feel in themselves. You have no desire to judge anyone or anything. Love is your only desire for yourself, others, and all living creatures. As you become more acutely sensitive and aware, there can be a frightening sense that the boundaries between you and the world are dissolving, and you are now open to all the wounded thoughts and feelings swirling in the ether. Balancing with the other elements is essential so that you don't become completely overwhelmed by this experience of merging, or your compassion and receptivity is not taken advantage of by a world still, still out of resonance with love. And again, I'm so glad that they mentioned that merging there, because that's the, that is the word for Scorpio and Pisces specifically. Pisces wanting to merge with everybody because they're like a mirror 
and sort of like they have that chameleon mutable energy where they just reflect back to people the, the energy that they're giving out and Scorpio also wants to merge but it's at an individual level they don't want to merge with, with any, everybody because they're self-protective but they will want to merge in that in their relationships um as you become oh yeah and that's the thing about Scorpio Pisces as well obviously I'm there needs to be I think what Scorpios can help Pisces do is to become a bit more self-protective because again wanting to be so receptive that the world takes advantage of you because they're not at the same level as you is something that eventually the Pisces learns along the way the sexual energy of this flow is a surrendered invitation to embrace and pleasure it embodies the swirls flows and currents of orgasmic love diving deeper and deeper into unknown pools of pleasure receiving everything here orgasmic pleasure becomes a sacrament a pure offering of love to the beloved the, this pure white river merged with the sensual flow of Shakti is what every man desires in his deepest soul self. It is home. It is sacred union. It heals, restores and revives the masculine of all his perceived wounds. When this union of life force flow occurs, a woman becomes everything to a man, his mother, his lover, his sister, his best friend, his teacher, the reason for being, his return for his devotion. A woman gives everything of herself so she can be a vessel of pure love, a conduit of source, and his pathway back to wholeness. She makes it very clear in this book that when she's talking about man and woman, she's really talking about, you know, anybody that embodies more of the masculine energy and anybody that, you know, it's not to do with, like, gender. Um, when there is too much... When there is too much of a water element, a woman can become too passive, too receptive, not discerning or protective enough of her boundaries. This is embodied in the woman who gives too much who squanders all of her power and precious energy on giving to others and taking on their problems. This is a real thing, especially if you are Cancer and Pisces, because they're a lot more vulnerable than, than Scorpio. In relationship, the woman takes on a mothering or enabling role, trying to fix the life of her partner at the expense of her own needs and desires. If there is a deficit water element, you know, someone that doesn't have much water in their birth chart, a woman can be too uptight and controlling, surrendering to to love or orgasm feels very difficult. Men find this energy hard and prickly and relationships fonder because of this inability of the woman to let down her guard. Often women turn to careers for safety and control. Ah, and it talks about her sexuality being a gift. And I think this, this is, I, I mean, obviously anybody can work with Scorpio energy. And I think I just want to just say a personal hello. <laughs> To those that have a lot of Scorpio energy in the birth chart, or specifically if you're a Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising, or more importantly, a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio Venus, I think that um, this, is, um, this is something beautiful to read. It's a, it's a womb oracle share. So, I was embraced by a divine mother with soft white swan wings and colours of whites and aqua. She says, I am here, sweet child and I am here to love you. I am you. I breathe through you. My breath is your breath. I am under her wing, being cradled like a child in this loving embrace. We journey upward into the upper world, the air element realms, surrounded by peaceful, cool blues. I see a trickle of crystalline-looking light of starlight essence enter my crown chakra. 
I appear to have a cloak of soft white swan wings, holding a staff and a feminine head headband or a crown. I feel unworthy. Who am I to hold this staff to have these wings? Divine Mother is holding me, a hand over my solar heart and a hand over my lunar heart. And she says, you're here now. These are your gifts to share. This is your essence, your purity and your innocence. Your pristine sexuality is a gift to share. With hands of, with hands of the starry night, she holds my womb space. A shimmering crystalline egg is placed glowing in the radiant cauldron of inspiration of my womb. The crystalline egg radiates and magnetizes the loving frequency of sacred union to my womb. The frequency, this frequency of information gently mingles and swirls within the shimmering dark waters of my womb, percolating in my feminine heart. Standing behind me, Divine Mother does a movement with her hands to open my heart, then places my, then my heart space, then makes the shape of a cross. Communication is your gift. It is what you came here to do. Communicate what's in your heart. Oh my goodness, that is so beautiful. So, 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 so beautiful. And again, it's just, you know, as a Scorpio, work with your feminine energy. It's, you know, to be somebody that is receptive, of course, you're going to be taking in a lot of people's emotions and a lot of people's fears and a lot of people's traumas. And the shadow side to being Scorpio and not having boundaries because I'm sure there are Scorpios out there who don't know much about boundaries is that people cross your boundaries I said this in another podcast because they don't know that you have boundaries and I think it's so important to 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 understand your 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 own um love for yourself outside of how much you choose to love others because do we do we love so intensely as Scorpios because we want somebody to love us in that same intense way how about we shift those dynamics and that perspective to a more empowering perspective where you're able to love yourself in the way that you've been loving other people and allow that love for yourself to naturally just flow out instead of being self-sacrificial um especially if you have a lot of pisces in your birth chart um and that pure beautiful sensitive love that feminine love that isn't weak it's powerful it's shakti energy it's that source of creation it's that portal of creation and that that um that love and that power for yourself be in your power for yourself rather than being somebody that works with the lower shadowy sides of the psyche by trying to have power over somebody um because ultimately if you're having power over somebody that ultimately means that you're operating in a place of lack in weakness when you have power over yourself power over your mind power over your you know how you're expressing yourselves and definitely with the water signs I've got this book I've spoken about it a few times by Daniel Gold Daniel Goldman Daniel Goldman um emotional intelligence it's been like sat on my shelf for like six or seven years no about seven years now I've read a th- uh, three quarters of it I still actually haven't read the other the other like the remainder of the book and it's been on my bookshelf for so many years so funny but yeah and to and to realize that with with Scorpio energy as well that repressed sexual energy energy can be there and then it's just like you're just biting yourself really um but you are medicine unto yourself you know take that um yearning for power and control and be in control of yourself and stand in your power and I think ultimately Scorpios can um 
learn from that and I think just in general in Scorpio season um when you're seeing everybody like seeing all the kids go trick-or-treating or whatever and it's like even in that even in that like trick or treat you know <laughs> do you want the trick of the lower base consciousness of Scorpio or do you want the treat of the the highest consciousness which is the the al- alchemized phoenix not that the the you know exoteric alchemy isn't valid of course it is um but there is an in, there's an internal um component of that um and all of these like tv shows and stuff that that, that we're watching being entertained the soul does in a stand at a very deep level what that really is about that we're being given so many beautiful 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 alchemical codes within these movies that we're watching um you know, I'm not just talking about like programs like Love Island where it's just like superficial as fuck. Like I don't watch stuff like that. I don't know if you guys watch stuff like that, but that's just not how I spend my time. <laughs> I have to find something like really deeply like philosophically interesting. Like esoteric philosophy to me is just deep, but like sat right at the corner of me is the Kabbalion Hermetic philosophy. Like, mm, like it just, I think I've read it like four times and I'm ready to read it again, but like, um, and then there's the secret teachings of all ages and then i've got this book and it's just like it's beautiful that we can work with all the energies all the 12 disciples all the 12 zodiac signs <laughs> of the central sun you know like um and it's beautiful i personally find i did this spoke about this on my podcast omnism i'm pronouncing that right <laughs> that i see the beauty and this is because i went out of my way even though a group christian i went out of my way to detach from that and to have a look at what other people believe and to open my mind and to expand my consciousness and be like, oh my goodness. Like I went to one of my friend's churches um, a couple of weekends ago, which is really beautiful. Um, it's an LGBTQ plus uh, inclusive church. And one of the guys there um, came to speak to me and um, he was asking me, you know, you know, about my Christian history and stuff like that. And I was saying to him, you know, my perspective is it, it's, you know, I do have respect for Christianity at the esoteric level. I was do, trying to do my best at trying to communicate with somebody that is Christian that, yes, I could potentially still see myself as Christian, but not in the same way. And this individual, when I explained to him that I, you know, expanded my consciousness in the fact that I think broader than Christianity, he was in agreement with me that it isn't almost, it's almost not fair when we're born into Christianity to only have that perception what if I was born into a Jewish family? What if I was born into a Hindu family or a Muslim family or an athe- you know, an atheistic family or an agnostic family? If we're only willing to accept what has been handed down to us through subconscious programming, through our parents who subconscious programming was handed down to them by their parents and so forth and so forth, how fair is that to our overall experience here on earth? Do we not want more? Because I'm sure a lot of people do leave the church, but ultimately if they've not looked at a lot of the belief systems subconsciously, it's going to unconsciously show up in their lives, you know, through fear. So I'm just reading. It's just a section on the womb water element. So the womb water element is the multidimensional sensual perception, which is fluid ecstasy. It's the feminine feeling dimension, embodiment, connection with the spirit of Gaia, the ocean, the primordial web of life, body-centered bliss liquid realms of love, merging in love, joyfulness, vast intuitive awareness, trust and gifts of the mermaid priestesses. <laughs> in the next stage of being woven into form, 
because it goes into the different stages within the womb. The baby enters the fluid, the deep fluid, and this all connects to being a, you know in the water element, by the way. The baby enters the deep fluid sensual feeling realms of embodiment experienced during the second gestational womb phase of water. As you move, because it talks about fire and water and all of that, um, as you move into the next gestational phase, you descend from the spirit realms deeper into the sensual realms, experiencing the next spiral of physical embodiment into the world of your mother's womb and the earth dimension. Great Mother begins to use the feminine and masculine elements of water and fire to weave your multidimensional body into being. The warp and the weft of these elements bring you from air, which is a state of spirit body, into matter. The word matter means mother, whose sacred magic permeates all the material substances of the cosmos, including the exquisite living temple of our physical bodies. Our body is the structure, the earthly vessel and the container that is filled with the energies of fire and water, the two great flows of life, which is feminine and masculine, yin and yang, solar and lunar. The great spirit infuses our developing form with matter as the divine chalice that holds it all. The womb water gestational element brings us into feelings, into the realm of the feminine senses, which is touch, sight, hearing and an ocean of perceptions through feeling and intuition. If we are gestating in a holy womb, this opens us to vast experience, expanses of liquid ecstasy and the intimate oceans of love where everything is merging, pulsing, ebbing, flowing in a mysterious and magical underwater symphony of bliss. Just sounds like Pisces energy to be fair. La-di-da, Pisces are mermaids. We meet the mermaid and siren priestesses, commune with the ladies of the lake, swim with the ancient gold grandmother whales and spiral with joy in dolphin lumpen pods <laughs> the timeless stillness of turtle medicine bathes us in the patient surrender of the tides of life and of great amniotic ocean cycles of ebb and flow in this water element we become more sensitively attuned to our mother in this element we become more sensitively attuned to our mother and here and her feelings the dark currents of her watery feminine shadows the emotions the grief and the fears that have been bottled up inside. This acute sensitivity can turn this vast ocean of love into a murky, dark ocean of aloneness if our mother feels separated from her true soul. We may meet the crones of our material ancestral line who throw the bones to reveal the secrets of our lineage. The womb water holds the choice to truly begin to come into form and leave the vast infinity of formlessness behind in order to have a new experience. In original innocence, the experience of coming into body form was considered to be the greatest gift of creator and adventure into bliss embodied love but in our current condition we may find ourselves wanting to trip back out into the air to escape the body to escape the sensual currents of this dimension and the intensity of bathing into the feelings or exquisitely acute empathic gifts bring during this element we experience massive initiations our growing physical form Held in, the phys- held in the feminine blueprint of oneness up to this point, now separates into either a male or f- female gender. We may remember the deep grief and the shock from this split, because obviously all men start off in the womb as female. <laughs> Around the ninth week of gestation, in boys, in boys, the clitoris enlarges into a lingam, and the lips of the yoni close and fuse together into the center to become the scrotal pouch. Men will begin to locate and see this fusion line where the labia closed together in the scrotum 
Meanwhile, in women, the yoni and clitoris continue to develop, but there are no major changes or transitions. Nipples are another visible aspect of the feminine body blueprint that men carry. Even though there is no biological need for nipples in men, girls and boys are both created, created with this feminine body structure that only blooms into its full expression in women. It's so interesting. In a world where the masculine and the feminine feel separated, this can create primordial shock. The sense that the masculine has to choose to leave or abandon the feminine. And for men, the sense that they have lost contact with the feminine that birthed them and also their own feminine blueprint origins. Beyond the illusion of separation lives the truth that Great Mother is a feminine blueprint who holds gifts of the Divine Father and who births the complementary male and female twins who are created for union. And that really reminds me of um, Pisces because you've got the two fish swimming in opposite directions. <laughs> it's like the polarity of yin and yang within one. And in this water phase, physical development leaps forward with the ex exquisite syn synchrony and precision. The primordial dragon tail reabsorbs around nine weeks of gestation. The heart beats first. The heartbeat first begins to beat and the brain and the nervous system begin to develop, along with all of the other organs. We also experience movement for the first time, swimming slowly and centrally through primordial waters. It is also in the phase that our parents will usually discover they are pregnant. The emotional response of our mother, to a lesser extent our father, will determine if we feel welcome and safe to be alive. And I think that is, you know, ultimately, in just in general, what it's like to be a water sign in general is this, you're, you're immersed in the energy of emotion, energy in motion, you know. Um, and it's so important that when trying to alchemize your pain, that you go back into your childhood to see how your childhood, even your womb experience with your mother, like just to ask your mother, what, what was she feeling when she was pregnant with you? Because, you know, I've read a lot about how, you know, a mother's experience of depression can severely affect um, somebody's psyche, somebody's emotional blueprint um, for the, you know, for the rest of their lives. And I suppose when you become aware of it, you can take some, some control of it. Yeah, it's just really interesting to look at not just what Scorpio energy is and celebrating Halloween and all of that, but just to look at, you know, even if, even if you don't have any Scorpio energy in your life, I suppose that's when you, you can also integrate it into your life because you're probably needing it more than, more than somebody that does have a lot of Scorpio energy in your life, but integrating some sort of healing process in order so that we have a healthy psyche, so that we're not too emotional, we're not too analytical, we're not too caught up in why does somebody do that? Maybe they just want to do it. Do we have to know exactly why that person's doing that? Or can we just experience the moment for what it is? This individual decided to give you a gift. This is another thing that like, <laughs> this showed up with me when somebody I knew prematurely got me a gift. And it was in a new connection with it with an individual that I didn't know very well. And there were feelings involved. And I was just like, why did this person get me a birthday present? And I made such a big deal out of it. And this individual was just like, in my world, you know, we get people presence when we admire them but in your world that doesn't seem to be normal <laughs> and it's like as a Scorpio this individual was a was she a Capricorn Capricorn moon and it was just really interesting she was a Venus in, in in Pisces but it was really interesting to see how 
as Scorpios, we're not always willing to be as receptive as people think that we are because of that self-protection. So, you know, with it, with it being somebody that was a Pisces, Venus, who's very giving, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. I need to know why you're giving me that. Why are you investing in me? Um, in order for me to actually receive this gift in the way that I want to receive it, I first need to be able to trust that you're not going to hurt me. Yeah, the, the self-protection is, is a real thing with, with Scorpios. I also wanted to add that I completely forgot about this um, and I needed to add it to the podcast in regards to the goddess Kali Ma. I wrote a song called um, Jai Ma a couple of months ago, which is really about that primordial nature. It's really about um, Kali Ma, basically, <laughs> in short. And I just realised, why did I not talk about that? I mean, the goddess Kali Ma in Hinduism or um, Advaita Vedanta or um, Sanatana Hindu Dharma, which is the original name for Hinduism. Hinduism is more of a Western name for many different spiritual practices that come under that umbrella of Hinduism. But um, Kali is literally the god S, goddess of death, rebirth and transformation. And when you see these beautiful, beautiful pictures of Kali, she's actually quite frightening. And it's the kind of image that we associate with Scorpio. It's kind of a very frightening image. You know, you have this image of Halloween, you have this image of the scorpion, this predatory creature. Um, you know, and Scorpio is, is, is intent, it's emotionally intense. And it is the introverted side of Mars, whereas in Aries is the extroverted side, side of Mars. And um, Aries being about, you know, war, you know, and being a warrior, which is very physical. It's going outwards. So it's very physical. It's extroverted. Whereas Scorpio, it's a more introverted goddess of war or god of war. And that is um, because... Obviously, the planet Mars rules over Scorpio, but you've also got Pluto as well, especially esoterically speaking. And so that's, you know, death and destruction. But it is the death and destruction within, not so much without, which is Aries. And so it's an internal process to see even where in our lives, this is just coming to me now, where we can use that Kali energy to to bring death and destruction to things in our lives and circumstances in our lives and, and patterns in our lives that no longer serve us, that are things that are coming from within. So you see an image of Kali, and even with Hinduism, you know, lots of Hindus don't really pay attention to Kali, but certain certain sects do. And if you look at a picture of Kali, I remember years ago when I was really young, I was just like, what the heck is that? That is the scariest picture I've ever seen. And it was just like, that is a demon. Like you look at a picture of Carly with a tongue sticking out and it's just like, no, it's like, it's primordial. It's, it's the whole of the universe, you know? And sometimes something needs to be destroyed to be rebirthed again. Remember that snake that eats its own tail, which is also associated with the number eight. Um, and obviously... Scorpio season, it's the eighth zodiac, eighth zodiac sign. And yeah, just thinking about Kali and and she is this god of goddess of destruction, but she is the most popular goddess in India. But what is it she's actually known for destroying? Because it's not just, oh, she's the god of war and she just goes around killing people and she's holding like a head, 
you know, a bleeding head and there's a guy on the floor and she's like chopping everyone up and there's blood all over and she looks so demonic. But she's actually the goddess of destruction and she's destroying ignorance. So ignorance, that can be an internal process of looking in our own lives and this, you know, this is just something we can all do where we can look at how is ignorance showing up in our own lives? Like one of the greatest things I ever did for myself was to leave the Christian faith and to go out of my way and take personal responsibility for opening my mind and looking at all of these different beautiful spiritual perspectives and all these different religions and then see the commonality, see the, see the, what is actually uniting them all rather than what's separating people. I mean, in my song, Jai Ma, I was saying in the song that, you know, it's Kali, the black one, the dark one, and it's it just represents dark matter it's it you know she's black she's dark obviously sometimes you see her painted completely black and she destroys the evil in order to give us liberation so she's destroying ignorance because ultimately that's what evil is it's just being ignorant of the self because if you look at the word evil and turn it turn it round it's actually live so live inverted is evil or missing the mark, which is sin. It's just basically missing the mark. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person. Even if the word evil has these connotations, it's literally you just not quite getting the mark right enough and reminding us like to enjoy beauty and life because death is certainly coming. I know that, I know that that's like super pessimistic, but death is, is something that we need to look at and have that acceptance of death, because Scorpio is all about, again, death, rebirth, transformation, and she is the divine mother, and she is the goddess of time, she's the goddess of change, and she's the goddess of destruction, the goddess of death, the goddess of rebirth, and the goddess of transformation, and she is all loving, as much as you see these images of Carly, like, literally, like, slashing people's heads off, the heads represent ignorance, it represents ignorance, that we can destroy that ignorance when we're able to transform that ignorance into liberation. And this energy is a life and death cycle to keep you growing and transforming. And that is why with Scorpios, you will see if you know anyone with a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio sun or a Scorpio Venus or even a Scorpio rising, you will see cycles of life, life and death in their lives patterns that keep showing up of needing that transformation needing to end relationships with people even if it is for a few years because they need to go through that life and death cycle and they need to use that situation to transform to transform themselves she is also the goddess of chaos so that all obviously embodies um she can't be controlled can't be contained and it's like the holy spirit like you cannot control and contain the holy spirit you know you can't control and contain that which is and that's what is with scorpio it's about power and control you cannot control a scorpio even if you think that you can a scorpio and this is coming from a scorpio moon a scorpio is and i have so many people in my life that are scorpios and like we, we talk about this all the time a scorpio is always two or three steps ahead of everybody else because they can see right to the depth and i know that that can be a little bit too much for fire and air signs um i've been told by so many different fire and air signs like oh my god you're you're just too much and i'm like it's not that i'm too much it's just that my level of intensity when i took my first breath and i came out of my mother's womb it's not my fault that the planets are like 
yep, you're a scorpion. <laughs> you know, so um, and Carly Ma is a mother. She's absolutely fierce. You see that picture of her. She's it's a blue picture of her, and she's sticking her tongue out, and she's holding a man's head. <laughs> Completely cut his head off, and the the head is just dripping with blood, and that is how protective her love is for her children. That is how protective Scorpios will be with you. When a Scorpio loves, I can tell you now, they love to the core because these people are deep, man. Deep, 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 deep people. And it's not, especially if it's the moon level, it's not something that you outwardly see. It's very, very hidden with the Scorpio moon and that feminine power to attack those who threaten their relationships, to attack those who even come near your partner or, you know, any kind of threat. A Scorpio is like, "Mm -mm 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 -mm." power, control, protection. You know, they, you know, a Scorpio is, and again, the transformation and, and bringing it back to alchemy again is that just because this is the archetype and the energy it doesn't mean that every single Scorpio is going to be that way. You're going to clearly see Scorpionic traits in these people, but it depends on what level of plane of existence they're deciding to be on. doesn't mean you have to alchemize your pain. It doesn't mean that you have to swoop down on your prey, swoop back up like the eagle does, spreading its wings and enjoying itself and being like, la di <laughs> You know, looking down at the Scorpio, Scorpionic Scorpion, you know. It's like we're all various levels of consciousness. And when we look at these... Hindu goddesses and look at these stories and these symbols they they are saying so much they are saying so much and that anger of Kali killing these men it's like she's not gonna stop until she's destroyed the whole universe like I'm not joking but like it's like mother nature you know Kali's like mother nature she's like we keep trashing mother nature disrespecting her it's like we love the woman as long as she is a mother outside of that we ain't bothered you know we don't respect you as somebody that works or you know we don't respect your opinions we don't respect your sovereignty and your bodily anatomy we want you to be at home be a good wife keep reproducing slaves for the system for god's sake don't think you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. And that's how we treat nature. Keep giving us our milk because, you know, we're forever babies, forever drinking milk. We wouldn't even dare to wean ourselves off fucking milk, would we? Um, and it's like, trash nature, trash women, trash the feminine. Uh, uh, uh. Nature's going to kick you in the... Yeah, nature will just be like, no, 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 no. Global warming. Carly's going to come in and she's going to slash you through. It's like deep, dark, intense. And that's the depth of Scorpio that we're, we're just not shallow people at all. Like she, she, she's just going to come in and just like whack your head off. You know, it's just like, mm-mm. like I'm protecting my children, you know, and like mother nature is so graceful and she loves the children. She loves the inhabitants of the earth because she's so graceful to animals, so great, graceful to plants and vegetation and so fucking graceful to human beings and look at the fucking way we treat animals and human beings it's like we are complete predators on this planet and it's like i've been recently watching (laughs) i could so do an esoteric breakdown of this but i've been recently watching a discovery of witches on sky tv which is probably hbo in the states and i'm loving it it's all about alchemy but they were talking about how human beings are the ones that created demons and the human beings are the ones that created vampires. You know, esoterically, you could see a vampire as maybe someone that's very sociopathic or whatever. And they were saying that if we created 
demons, if humans created demons and vampires, and we can uncreate them. And I just think that's a really interesting way of looking at death and destruction because it's like once you've fucking dealt with the fact that you've created this bullshit, then maybe we can take some personal responsibility for this earth. Take some personal responsibility for healing your own inner child, becoming your own mother, becoming Carly yourself to yourself, instead of expecting your friends to heal you, expecting the alcohol to heal you, expecting drugs to heal you, expecting food to heal you, and what it does, it just numbs you anyway. And it's like, I'm, it is very painful to be here on this planet and to experience life on this planet. It is painful regardless of, it just is painful for everybody to be in physical bodies on a physical planet and to experience matter when you are spirit flowing through matter, that's painful. No matter what we do on this planet, we're going to experience pain. No matter what we do on this planet, we're going to experience pain. Therefore, if we know that this, in somewhere in our life, there's going to be death, destruction, we best just move forward and have this hopeful um, you know, attitude that we can use our painful situations to transform because what else is there to do? We can stay stuck in our trauma, make excuses by saying our parents did this to us and they did that. How did your parents' parents treat them? Because I think it's really unfair and this is not like to say it's a license that your parents are completely excused and it's okay. No, tell them what your boundaries are. Tell them how they treated you as a child, affected you. Let them know. Because sometimes we, as adults, we're carrying so much trauma and they don't even know what we're carrying because we don't tell them. They really don't know. And sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes that's all it takes to, to speak to people about how they've hurt you, you know. And of course, again, boundaries come up when, you know, you're not being heard and there's no changed behaviour. Because ultimately, it's not up to us to force people to change their behaviour anyway. It's up to us to decide how, it's up to us to, to, to decide, it's up to us to decide how close we want to be to certain individuals. Um, coming back to Kali Mara as well as the, you know, as her being the Hindu goddess, she is associated with power, Shakti energy and destruction. In Hinduism, she is associated with dissolution so she is the most powerful goddess in India, just like how I personally would say that Scorpio is the most powerful sign, hence why it has three symbols. And with Scorpio being the alchemist, this is not a bias thing, just because I am a Scorpio moon, you can do research yourself, that it is, Scorpio is known to be the most powerful energy because of its ability to alchemize pain. Um, and in order to alchemize pain, I think that there needs to be some sort of destruction of ignorance because it's the ignorance that's actually keeping us from having a relationship with God or the divine or whatever name you want to put there. But Carly meaning the black one. Um, and it's interesting that she's called the black one because it's that's the that scorpionic energy, the depth of darkness and death and time and doomsday. And um, she is the goddess of... Of, of destruction and and that's 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 absolutely um scorpionic she's a misunderstood goddess um, by many people if you just take one look at a picture of her it's it's terrifying that you don't want to go anywhere near that and i think just like scorpio energy people are afraid to get close to it because they're just like this is like it's too deep it's too dark like you know i don't want to get close to it because scorpio energy is very all-consuming it's um is all consuming of mind, body and soul. And, you know, Carly being the goddess of, of dark, the goddess of dark, of mind, body and soul. She's mysterious like Scorpio energy and 
She cannot be fitted into a stereotypical narrative of what we think um, polarity should be of good and uh, good versus evil. And she transcends both. And that's very scorpionic energy when you are able to balance your masculine and your feminine and create that divine child or to create that it's like a divine light that is burst from your very being when you're able to internally not so much Aries energy where it's external but internally balance what is so innately divine to every single human being and that is the inner polarity um I was telling my friend today like even if you look at the word police well, I mean what do the police do here they control that polarity and etymologically speaking if you look at police it's pole ice the polarity ice caps north pole south pole it's the control of that polarity um, politics politics it's, it's the control of the polarity one minute we're left the next minute we're right the next minute we're up the next minute we're down it's like conservative and labor it's like a swing a pendulum swing and it represents the state of our unawareness of inner polarity like Carly, she's she's black, a literal interpretation of her name, which is the dark one. And she has these like school top staff associated with like tribal shamans and she just just is bloodthirsty and she be, she can become uncontrollable, especially when Shiva tried to intervene. <laughs> it's just like the masculine trying to intervene and trying to take over. It's like that Lilith energy again, it's like she wants to take control and you know, again, it's um, it's an interesting energy because that association of Shakti, which is power, um, you know, the Shiva and the Shakti, the feminine and the masculine, um, and she's closely linked to Shiva um, and plays the opposite role of Pavati, which is the one that soothes Shiva. She definitely doesn't come to soothe Shiva. She comes to kind of provoke She's not come to be the, she's not come to be the virgin archetype to soothe. She's come to be the fucking whore archetype, you know. She's come to absolutely provoke Shiva. It's like power and control. You're not gonna have power over me, you know. Shiva's not gonna have power over me. I'm gonna stand on him, you know. If you look at pictures, just go to Google and look at pictures of like Kali stood over Shiva. It's just like actually really funny. She's so bloodthirsty, draining people's blood in the battle of defeat, you know. And like she enjoys it. She devours them. And it's a story that it's a story that plays upon our deepest, you know, fears really that like, what is it we're afraid of in the dark? But what is it we're actually afraid of? Because when you look at it, really, ultimately, a lot of us are just afraid of ourselves. That's the most empowering thing, though, when you look at transformation. It's like when you're able to look at the fucking state of yourself and it's like, when I say state of yourself, it's like, you're just looking. You, you, all you're doing is looking and, and in that looking you're observing yourself. There's nothing more beautiful than being to not, it's not a narcissistic thing. It's just looking at yourself. It's not looking at your fucking reflection to the point where you fall in the water and drown. It's looking at your reflection and going, hmm, I could really do with lack of, you know, I could do with less of that bullshit to be honest. How are we going to work together? You and I, my reflection, how are we going to work together? And really alchemize this ignorance that is leading to evil on this planet basically and i think that's really beautiful to um to associate scorpio um with goddess carly i'm scorpio is the most associated with sex like i said earlier um the part of the body that scorpio uh, governs is the genital area 
So it's about, it's more about sensual pleasure in a similar way to Taurus, which is Scorpio's complementary opposite. It's an earth sign. Both Taurus and Scorpio are very, very sensual. Um, but I think the difference is Taurus is more bodily sensual and Scorpio absolutely needs, it's not just a physical closeness, but it's a spiritual closeness. Like it's very similar to Pisces where they need that spiritual bonding, emotional and, and, and emotional intimacy can um, be experienced through sex. And so it's not just, you know, some Scorpios, if they're on, on the lower levels of consciousness, will probably understand this. I would rather have the emotional intimacy before I have the sex. I'm not going through the act of sex to get the intimacy because I do personally think that they are two different things. But again, it's Scorpio's associated with the eighth house in astrology. It's what rules sex. It's what rules death. It's what rules birth. And when you put those things together, sex, death, rebirth, transformation, alchemy, it's like Carly, like uh, mystery, you know, intensity. It's like Mm. and emotions running deep and it's a water sign so it, it has this need to seek power and again the whole point is to have power over self power over circumstance through the awareness of how we're using our mind and it's interesting that like this is one of the reasons why Scorpios are the most I, I would personally again I said this before but I would personally and I've I've heard a lot of people say this I've heard a lot of astrologers talk about it I've read about it the most despised zodiac signs are Scorpio, Aries, Capricorn, and better being Gemini, without a doubt. And I can definitely see why. I can definitely, definitely see why um, Gemini have a very mutable chameleon energy where they can just kind of shape shift in any environment. And a lot of people find that quite like. The word dangerous has been used a lot with Gemini energy because it's just like it's like the the it's trickster energy in a similar way that Virgo is trickster energy because it's Mercury and being able to use the mind. Um, and again, this is coming on the lower levels of consciousness. But with Capricorn, it's boss bitch energy. You know, a Capricorn walks in the room and you're just like, it's a fucking Capricorn. Like she completely takes control of the vibe of the room. You know, it's just like boss bitch, like not asked if I like offend you. It's like boss bitch, <laughs> you know, Baphomet vibes going on there, you know, like it is the sign of the devil. So can we say anything about that? No. And then Scorpio again, because it's like power, like you're not going to have control over Scorpio. It's never going to happen. And a Scorpio, even if they, even if it looks like a, Scorp a Scorpio is giving power away, they're never doing that. They're building up, they're building up something and eventually they're going to use that against you or eventually they're just going to leave the relationship. And that's why with Scorpios, if you can't handle the emotional intensity, I would personally say don't fuck with these people because it's like these people, are, it, Scorpio is not a Libra. And I'm not saying that in an offensive way. I'm saying that the energy is very different. A Scorpio is not even a cancer. Like Scorpios, like they, what they want is emotional depth. Like I was speaking to a friend of a friend today and God bless her if she's listening. And she's probably not, but she's a Virgo sun with a Scorpio moon. And I could feel like water vibes from her straight away. And I was just like, yeah, I think you're, I think you're a water moon. And she was like, I'm a Scorpio moon. I was like, oh my God, so am I. And we were talking about the need for emotional depth, like 
And I was just like, do people say I'm intense all the time? And I don't, I just don't get it, but I do get it. I really do get it. And she was just like, yeah, people say that to me as well. Like I'm dead intense, I'm dead emotional. And when we're talking about like music that we listen to that's like <laughs> really emotional. And I've got like a Spotify playlist of like songs that have got like um, a specific mood that I'm in because I, I can't listen to music. I can't listen to one genre, genre of music. That is for another podcast. But like as a Scorpio moon, my mood, when my mood changes, because obviously I'm waxing and waning with the fucking cancer sun, but I listen to music based on my mood, not I don't just listen to music for the sake of it. It doesn't even make any sense to me. Like if I'm in a mood, I'm going to fucking go and listen to Evanescence or within Temptation or fucking scream my emotions out listening to Pretty Reckless. But if I'm chilled, I'm going to listen to some Native American music or some like manga music or some like, not manga music, anime music or some fucking like Native American music, you know? Or if I'm like feeling quite sensual, I'm going to put some like neo soul on or some like underground R&B or like, you know, if I'm feeling poetic, I'm going to put some like really beautifully poetic hip hop or underground hip hop. None of that trashy stuff that you hear in the mainstream media. I'm not saying it's all trash, but most of it is. I'm just like, I am not being intellectually stimulated right now. So I'm going to turn this shit off. Anyway, it's just like, it really does depend on what mood I'm in. And we <laughs> I basically sent this Scorpio friend and friend. She's really lovely one of the songs that I listen to when I'm in like, when I'm like crying and I'm like, can't like understand my emotions. I'm like, I feel so much and it is so intense that if I don't put a piece of music on to try and understand what I'm feeling now, I'm just going to burst. And it's clan. It's called I Hold You by clan. If you're a deep individual and you really like poetic singer-songwriting material, listen to that song. It is deep. It's so deep. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't always want to fucking write poetry. I don't always want to write music. Sometimes I want to listen to other people's music because I'm in the depths of Scorpionic hell right now. And you know what? I know if you're a Scorpio moon, you know what I'm fucking talking about. I just know you know what I'm talking about. If you're a Scorpio sun as well, because I just know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So anyway, where was I even going with that? A taste of death, Scorpio. Ooh, you know, passionate water sign associated with death. Ah, no tears here. We're not a fucking cancer son or a Pisces. who will just cry at the drop of a hat. This is Scorpionic death. They will be like hard, cold. I don't feel anything from this Scorpio. You're telling me Scorpios are like really deep and emotional. I don't feel anything from this motherfucker. Trust me, right? They're putting on a face. When they go home and close that door, they are fucking in tears. These people are deep. And it's funny when water signs get together, it's just like, can we just please not hurt each other? Because we're all so fucking deep. You know, it's like, I've got a, um, a Scorpio son sister. Oh, I said that before early in the podcast. I've got two Scorpio son sisters. One that I've been very close with my whole life. One other one, not so much so. And we just understand each other emotionally. Like she's probably the only family member that I've ever had in my family that understands how sensitive I am. And she's always like, Amy, I understand you. You're so sensitive. And I'm like, hello, Scorpio, Sun, Leo, Moon. As if you're not sensitive as well. Like, come on, yeah, you are. Um, and we just get each other. Like, she's the person that I call when I've got to go to the doctors and have like a fucking, I don't know, whatever I had in the past, like injection or something like my God, because I'm like so sensitive, you know, but it's, it's interesting. Scorpio is, it's just a beautiful energy. That creation of destruction is so interesting. Um, it's interesting, the lucky colours for Scorpio apparently are red and violet. <laughs> That's really interesting. I was talking about Notebook earlier and how red is associated with Mars. Like, I find that Scorpios wear a lot of red. I don't particularly like to wear, maybe it's a hidden thing because I'm a Scorpio moon. 
Maybe for a Scorpio stone, you like to wear like a lot of red, but I am always wearing red nail varnish. I am always wearing red lipstick. Like it's a thing, like I will not leave the house without red lipstick. Red lipstick or black lipstick. And if I'm going to wear red, it's very minimal clothing because it just, it drives attention to me. People love to hate Scorpio and I don't get it. Scorpio is associated with Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the transitionary period, life and death. Like how can you not want to get close to that? I am being super biased. This is probably the most biased podcast I've ever done. It is my podcast. I'm sure that one day when I leave this planet and I've left this golden podcast here, somebody's going to benefit from it. You know, Aries will want to confront someone. They'll go head to head. Aries is the yang. Scorpio is the yin. Aries is extroverted. It's, it's you know what? I don't like you and I'm going to confront you about it. A Scorpio's not really going to confront you unless there's a lot of fire in the birth chart. But yeah, they're holding it back. They're, they're observing. They're, they're, they're making, um, they've got a whole list on you. Pros and cons. I'll tell you that now. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's a water sign and, and it's about growth and emotion. And it's what else can I say about Scorpio without going on and going on in the Scorpio season? If you want to work with Scorpio energy, you can integrate this into your life. I'm just looking, I'm just going to go to my phone now and have a look at some of the pictures for Scorpio energy. Um, I just find it really fascinating. I'm obsessed with Scorpio energy to the point where I'm like, you know what? I do actually wish I had Libra, some more Libra in my birth chart. Because it's a little bit too much. The shadowy side of Scorpio is repressed energy that can be sexual or emotional. Again, I spoke to someone recently who was a Scorpio. And this individual was like, and he was a guy and he's had a pretty rough life. And he was like, I don't feel fuck all. <laughs> it was just like, ah, oh, you do. You do. You're just not, you're a guy and you're not allowing that feminine energy to flow. So you're repressing it. You've got all of this depth and you're repressing it. Um, vindictive, like obsessive, like <sighs> obsession is a thing. Like there's a difference between being passionate and obsessive. And I think it's a very fine line. I often use the word obsessive because I get very obsessive and I get very passionate. But I do think maybe where I'm perceiving it is passionate, but some people can be obsessive. Like I literally had some issue with somebody in my life who was being really obsessed with me. And this individual is a Scorpio sun, Gemini moon. Can I say any more? No. Sexual deviance, the shadow side. Shadow side is like deep emotional turmoil that they're not processing. Never mind alchemizing, they're not processing it. So can you imagine somebody that feels so intensely deeply and he's not even allowing themselves to even look at that repression? That is somebody that is going to be very, very jealous, possessive, reactive. Like what what more do you want from a water sign that feels so deeply with the energy of Pluto and Mars? It's just too poetic. It's just way too poetic. And I just, I am just like, you Libras have got it easy, man. Like, <laughs> I want to read something, um, if I can get to it. Hang on. It says Scorpio, Scorpio's energy. Um, I don't know who wrote this. It's just online. One of Scorpio's secrets is its ability to direct its energy to focus on its purpose. E definitely. Its unequaled power of the eye of the eagle allows it to clear its path, to wisely use every atom of its energy to go for its envisioned goal, undeterred. Because Scorpio is a water sign, its energy is always flowing. It flows around, wears away, or seeps through any obstacles. Scorpio is a deep river 
whose will is set and current is fixed. The waters of its the waters of its emotional body are resolutely de devoted to dealing with every challenge. It will win the battle within its own consciousness and emerge as a one-pointed disciple ready for the teachers and the teachings. Scorpio, by its very nature, attracts environments that engage its personal personality in battle. It is a battle within itself. There we go again. It's within. It's not Aries without. It is a battle within itself to recognise and eliminate limiting thought forms and beliefs that keep its emotional energy chained to false desires and illusions. Because Scorpio is also related to illusions, just like Pisces. As Scorpio individualizes and separates itself from mass consciousness, it plays an important role in clearing and preparing the collective consciousness for greater harmony and conscious evolution. This is why it's seen as the most powerful sign, by the way. Scorpio exemplifies how the personal psyche must be transformed in order to prepare the collective in order to prepare for collective transformation. The new, and that is why Libra comes first, then Scorpio, and then Sad. When we get to Sad energy, we're just like, woo! We've alchemized shit, now we're just going to enjoy life, you know, like la-di-da. The new social archetypes and inventions that Aquarius works to create can only be put into place if they can be held in the consciousness of the individuals that compromise the collective, that comprise the collective. Scorpio is the internal battleground between the old and the new order. It is in Scorpionic territory and through scorpionic tests that the wheel is reversed and the dynamics of a more evolved consciousness are put in place. I feel like Game of Thrones right now. I want to break the wheel. <laughs> we were at a bar tonight. One of my friends plays, he plays the cello. We play. I've said this so many times on this podcast now, but he was playing Game of Thrones and I did a cover of Carleon, I think she's called, Game of Thrones called You Win or You Die. And it's basically the lyrics to that song you win all you die a raven flies from the north to the sea it's just such the lyrics are so beautiful and my like friend joseph was playing up playing up the cello tonight in a bar and and this girl was like, oh my God, thank you for letting me know the lyrics of that song because like, I'm a massive Game of Thrones song. Like, I don't know anyone that's into Game of Thrones that has actually heard that song. It's just like, obviously she wrote the lyrics after Game of Thrones, obviously. But the song in and itself, the, the poetry, it's fucking amazing. I'm going to put the link below. So I don't know if anybody watches the Netflix series You, which is, if Penn Badgley is not the epitome of Scorpio energy in that show as well as in real life. I'm going to break it down for you. Okay, so the overall show being about this obsessive guy, this is a serial killer that just fixate, fixates on certain women and then trauma bonds with them and then ends up basically killing them, you know. It goes through his experience. A lot of it is his internal dialogue of, of very kind of it's called it's kind of like a Scorpio dialogue of saying things as it is um his aura of fixation obsession his stalker like investigatory like um secrets um the fact that he kills people I mean all of that he is basically the epitome of Scorpio energy if you had to like observe or feel into the energy of the show, you would clearly see that it's Scorpio energy. 
and <clears throat> not just well it's a psychological thrill thriller again so the psychological thriller aspect being um the the the, the observation of the main character joe his psyche and looking into his abusive traumatic childhood which is what often creates the sociopath or the narcissist or whoever and he has a mother wound and this mother was very neglecting and he was in a foster foster home and then was adopted by a abusive sociop- sociopathic father who used to keep him locked up in a glass little glass little I don't know what you would call it in the basement he has like a glass oh, I don't know what you call it but he ends up locking his um murder victims um as his little serial killer goes on his little serial killer spree he ends up locking his victims in the same kind of glass kind of I don't even know what it is glass like container in the basement in the same way that his adoptive father did to him did to him so you can see the extreme polarity of the extreme abuse between his mother and his stepfather and that again with that extreme is the archetype of of um scorpio not just that the lead character joe and his girlfriend i've not looked into the birth charts of the other characters but because the new character both pen uh, pen badly joe who plays joe and victoria pedretti who plays love they both represent if you look at their birth charts they both represent the masculine and the feminine side of Mars, which is Scorpio and Aries. So just looking at Penn Badley's birth chart is extremely interesting. I mean, this is just like, do I need to say anything? So he's a Scorpio Sun, Scorpio Moon, Scorpio Mercury, Scorpio Venus, Scorpio Pluto. So he's, and we, I don't know what his rising sign would be because there's no definite time of what he was born, what time he was born. But that is huge, huge Scorpio energy. And like just even thinking about his character in Gossip Girl, because that's where I know him from when I used to watch Gossip Girl years ago, about 10 years ago. He was kind of like finding out that he was Gossip Girl. <laughs> finding out that he was Gossip Girl right at the end made perfect sense, doesn't it? Because he was basically like a little secret little investigator. You know, he'd come from like this like normal family and now he was like surrounded by elite children and he was kind of like observing them all and it and kind of bringing all their secrets to the surface through this blog or whatever it was this gossip girl blog um that basically exposed everybody's secrets exposed the lives of the elite's youth you know um which is, again that is scorpio energy looking at the character love which is his wife um she is like so interesting because most of the characters that he ends up being with are his victims and then she ends up murdering people as well so she's like a serial killer but in the show especially in the season the latest season her mother kept saying to her you're so impulsive you're so impulsive why do people keep saying i'm impulsive and i'm like Let's look at that. What energy is impulsive in the Zodiac? It's Aries, right? So she's actually, in real life, an Aries sun, which makes sense because with Penn Badley, be, 
Badly being a, um, a Scorpio and and Victoria Pedretti, who plays Love, is an Aries. Well, obviously, Pen would be the yin sign or the feminine side of Mars, the planet Mars. And Victoria Pedretti, who plays Love, represents the masculine side of Mars, which would be Aries. So looking at the extremity between these two, you know, this fire and water side, which represents two different sides of the planet Mars is extremely interesting um, because she's the like very impulsive and, and, and Penn tends to, or Joe tends to stalk his victims and he tends to investigate them first and follow them around and he wants to know why. He's like, who are you? Now that question, like again, that's like my, my question in life is the who is so integral to it, given it, given it, you know, giving the viewers, you know, an insight to what the show's really about, which is about Scorpio energy that needs to be transformed and transmuted, is that he's constantly like spying on his victims and he's like, who are you? You know, what makes you, you know, what makes you tick? And he's always asking that question, who are you? Now that's Scorpio energy because Scorpio is always asking, who are you beyond the surface exterior? I want to know you not the mask. I want to know you. I want to get to, you know, want to get up close and personal. So there's a kind of sneakiness, a kind of like snaky kind of almost kind of predatory scorpion energy. And obviously the snake is also that Kundalini, Kali, Scorpio energy that rises above the spine again. So that's the connection there. But with love played by Victoria Pedretti, completely different energy. She doesn't need to stalk people. She doesn't need to find out who you are in order to fucking kill you you just do something to annoy her and she's gonna kill you out of impulsion and which zodiac sign is impulsive like that it would be the ram who just goes around headbutting everything he's like die you know smashing its head through the walls because they're not thinking about the direction that they're going in and that and that's like that's totally aries energy and i find that very interesting because that Scorpio energy really needs, that Mars energy needs to be like transmuted. It needs to be balanced. And maybe their child that they have represents the balance between Aries and um, Scorpio because um, Penn tries to do the best that he can by not murdering people because of his love for his child. And he doesn't have an emotional connection to his child because he's so cut off from himself and he's stuck in his own childhood trauma and his childhood blueprint is still having an effect on him. And, in, 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 you know, instead of trying to heal that trauma, he's living through the lens of that trauma. So he's murdering people and going on these serial killer, like serial killer sprees because he's not been able to really heal that childhood trauma of being, tra being traumatised by his own stepfather. So I think that the child represents like it's like a triangle so you've got the mother and the father at the base and then the child that represents the balance or creation at the top of the triangle. And, the, the, you know, I've not watched all of the latest season. I've watched, I think, the most, I think, the first three or four episodes. But I do find that show really, really interested and interesting. And I did say that I was going to mention that. So, you know, a lot of these shows that we watch are just, you know, they're just about archetypes and just energies. And, you know, if you watch a lot of like psychological thrillers and that's really your thing then you possibly have a lot of like Scorpio energy in your birth chart or just some Scorpio placements and if not you could look at your houses but I think that, that there's a reason sometimes why we're attracted to certain shows and I just thought that was really interesting
thing to mention. Enjoy this Halloween season because when we keep it locked within ourselves and we don't look at it, that is when we just create an, just an unbalanced consciousness on this planet. Like, what is it we're scared of? Trick or treat. Like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to fucking leave it there because I have just been swearing so much in this podcast and it is super late. I recorded this like some of it yesterday and some of it today when I got home. And <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs>